live from the ESPN 690 and Ajar Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Hey, Tuesdays at Top Golf. Welcome aboard on a beautiful day in Jacksonville. Unbelievable. This is what we sign up for, right? We live in Florida. This Absolutely. is November. It was snowing in Indianapolis. It was kind of nasty. Come back here these last couple of days. Woo, baby. It has been very, very nice uh, here in Northeast Florida. Brent Martineau along with Austin Lane. Josh Kobe joins us a little bit later. He always does uh, every Tuesday, 5 to 6 o'clock. I mean, are we going to get Zach Miller on the show or what? I have no idea, man. I mean, That's, can you guys text pretty... him? No, man. He, listen, I feel Bother like... Bother him. I feel like if he wants to come on the show, he'll come on the show. He says he wants to come on the show. Sure. But then he doesn't there answer until like three days later. Well, the dude's a pretty busy guy. He's trying to make a country music career happen. Well, so I'm, I'm trying, trying to, to sell albums for him. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, come on. I hear you. How many times do I have to tell? I don't really want to talk to him. I just want to sell his album. Sure. Just want a piece of that pie. Does he have an album yet, or is it just a couple singles right now? Do know. we know where he's at? Okay, okay well, at least you did research. I don't know. Yeah, well, at least you did your homework. If he would answer me, <laughs> we'd ask him. Yeah, for sure. Scoby, if you're listening, text Zach Miller. Tell him to come on today. There you go. I'm tired of chasing Zach. Yeah. Zach's like one of the old world great guys. Oh, no, like, he's fantastic. Part of the man, reason we haven't been able to get him on is because he's like, yeah, like his kids' basketball practice on a Tuesday night. Everybody's yeah. got stuff. So, uh,. We'll get him on one of these days. But it's kind of cool that he's doing country music. And I thought he sounded really good. Oh, yeah. It's it's insane just um, because, I mean, I I knew in the past when he played for the Jaguars, he used to play the guitar and everything. And, I mean, he was talented then. But, like, to take that and then to turn that into a country music career um, in the span of, I don't know, Six seven years, it's um, it's insane, man. He's he's super talented. I'm proud. I'm proud of him, man. So so you so he played guitar when you guys were playing. Like you yeah. know that was kind of a hobby of his. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, how many guys do you venture in the locker room play like play guitar? Or uh, mostly it would be <clears throat> guitar. Like I would say yeah. play an instrument, but most people would play guitar, right? So and there's a couple of piano guys over the years. Yeah. So Zach just started playing out when he was with the Jaguars. Um, I played a little bit. Uh, you had Daniel Baldridge, who was probably the best player. Because, yeah, yeah. I mean, he actually, he, yeah, he used to play, like, at Whiskey River back in the day. And uh, what was the other one that um, Dale Earnhardt owned? Was that Whiskey oh, River? Yeah. That, that, was, uh, that no. was Whiskey River. Was that Whiskey River? Okay, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. so he used yeah. to play over there. Um, I, I haven't talked to Daniel in forever. So there's a couple guys. I would probably say... There was maybe five or six guys in the team that played the guitar. We used to have this day you bring up Whiskey River. I'm pretty sure it was right here in the town center, right? Yes, correct. And uh, we used to have this deal with them through uh, through TV. Okay. Where on, like, Sunday nights, like, they'd sponsored something. And so we would go pick up, like, wings. Like, okay. we would go pick up an order for everybody coming back. Because Sunday night's a really tough night. This is why you, you gain weight in football season. Yeah. It's a tough night to eat. Like, you come back after the game, do the post-game show. You're hustling back, put a ha- together a half-hour show. Yep. So uh, we would go pick up, or somebody would pick up, uh, the, the order. And sometimes this order, depending on who ordered it, would be so huge. Like, <laughs> there would be, like, 50 wings for four people. Yep. Plus other stuff, sandwiches and stuff. We're like... You wonder why you gain eight pounds in football. Season, oh no, right? for sure, I man. mean, it was unbelievable, but yeah. it was good too. I mean, it was kind of a nice little setup for us. It was free food in the media. Yeah. We don't mind that. So the all guitar team. Yeah. For the Jags. Yeah. Give it. Who would it include? At the time. Yeah, as you know it. 
Um, so it would have been Zach Miller, Daniel Baldridge. I think Uche. Uh, I think Uch played. Really? Yep. I played. Um, I think Rashad Jennings at the time was just taking lessons. And I might be missing somebody, but those are the guys that stick out to me. All right. Well, that's yeah. that's pretty. You are you. Did you pick it up later? No, I uh, I, I started playing like around college time. Okay, so yeah. you, you so you could have been on the team. I mean, yeah, like uh, so it's like a saxophone I, in the back. A little, little saxophone in the back. Yeah, I mean, I was I was in that group, I guess you could say. That's cool. Yeah, of course. You're the greatest example of what else do these guys do? Sure. Um, you, you're one of the great examples. Of oh, thank you, man. Uh, you, you know, did you ski? Snowboard. In the off or snowboard. snowboard. Yeah. Did you snowboard in the off season? So like during your playing career, <laughs> yeah, that's. You can tell us now. No, no, for you're sure. Not under no, literally, one of like the only regret I have of my playing career is that I had it in my mind when I played football and I was signed to a team that I wouldn't go snowboarding, because I knew, like, with the people that I went with, um, and just my personality, like I. The, I just can't go like nice and easy. Yeah, yeah. Like I would try to push things off of a jump a or, a, or a rail or something, um, and then I could have got seriously hurt. So like, I just said, you know, I'm gonna stay off the the hills until I'm done playing. But, right. but but I mean, to to be fair, I do regret it though. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish five I years of, oh of yeah. Snowboarding. Oh yeah, for sure. Can you ski or just snowboard? I started skiing. Okay. Um, but I'm much more of a snowboarder now. I'll tell you, you say one of the biggest regrets. I, I still think <laughs> one of the biggest regrets of so far of my parenthood is that I haven't taken the kids skiing. Yeah. Like we've tried a couple of times. It yep. didn't work out. Went up to Asheville a couple of years ago, and there's like a couple of little mountains up there, and we didn't get any snow, yeah. and the thing it just didn't work. Yeah. Uh, and so I wanted to go out to Colorado. It's really hard to do it now. Like, now it's really hard. Like, now I actually just thought of it today. Somebody mentioned they were going to Colorado or something in the spring, mm -hmm. like spring break. Well, Spring break doesn't work for baseball and softball kids, okay? Yeah. Uh, and it's just called spring. And especially you don't want to go skiing in the middle of the season. <laughs> you know? Oh, sure, You can sure, easily sure. get hurt if you yeah, haven't yeah. done it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but now I'm convinced, like, I, like, if I ever take the kids skiing or if they go, they'll either go on their own for the first time <laughs> or it'll be, like, sometime in college or after college, depending if they play sports. I mean, I think you got to take them at least once, you know? I mean, my oh, son. I awesome. Yeah. I mean, so I grew up in a house where my stepdad used to work at Squaw Valley in Lake Tahoe. Um, so, like, he, he's, like, you know, I mean, he's skiing's his life. So I, I started out skiing, and then he kind of eventually knew that I wanted to do snowboarding, so he got me into snowboarding, and the rest is history. But uh, I got my son into skiing just to kind of appease my stepdad a little bit, and, and my son loves it. Uh, you know, I mean, listen, there's nothing not to, to like yeah. about it. I mean, yeah, it's especially awesome. at that, like, when you're 6, 7, or when yeah, you're younger, you don't age. have any fear either. It's you a know good what I'm age for yeah. yeah, and you, you kind of can learn stuff yes. quick, right? Yep. Uh, and plus, if you <laughs> fall, like, you're, you're <laughs> yeah. fine. I mean, I always say this. I'm, I'm about as out of shape as I feel like I've been in. <laughs> a while, yeah. but even if you're in good shape and yeah. you go skiing, yeah. you find that you have muscles you didn't know you had. Oh, no. Like, because they are sore the next day. No, for sure. <laughs> but, I mean, if, if you're going to take your kids on something, I'd recommend skiing first and then snowboarding later on, because snowboarding can be a little more tricky with your, I've you never know, you're, you're strapped into your snowboard, yeah. I remember I took my friend out for the very first time, my best friend AP, uh, and he broke his wrist his first time out, and that was it. Yeah. So well, he's, and it can happen. He's, he's stuck with skiing. Yeah. yeah. I've never been injured like that. I mean, you've had some falls, but I've never yeah. been injured like that uh, on the slopes but i used to ski a lot more when i was a kid obviously up in new england yeah um but and not even my dad was a pretty good skier okay uh and i think one time he broke like both his thumbs skiing or something Oof, like that. okay uh, before like i was born but, sure sure so he liked skiing but yeah. uh 
Yeah, never. Skiing's a, a fun thing. It's yeah. expensive as heck, but it's it uh, can be very expensive. But yeah. it's uh, it's a lot of fun. So uh, skiing is like Yellowstone and, and Ted Lasso, while uh, <laughs> snowboarding is Squid Game. I would I would say snowboarding can be a little more intense. There's a bad uh, what do you call it reputation, I guess sometimes <laughs> um, that comes with snowboarders. But no, like. With with me and my stepdad and my stepdad skis, I snowboard, so it's a it's a nice common bond that we yeah, have. Right. Uh, uh, go go snowboarding or uh, skiing sometime soon. Yes. Speaking of uh, skateboarding, you you went to it the other day. We talked about this in the break yesterday. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. never talked about it on air. Yeah. Uh, it looked really cool. It looked like a good event. I felt like it was a success. Surfing, skateboarding all weekend long. You went. It, it, it was a very very cool setup. Yeah. Um, it's just. It's amazing because so uh, I didn't get to watch like the, the the final. I got to watch the practice competition with the men's and women's, and you know obviously I mean they're essentially setting up the tricks that they're going to do in the final. So you still got to see some very technical and very high level skateboarding, but to me it was just it was amazing seeing like for instance there's a 13 year old girl out there who looked like she was 13. Um, you know, like, I, I just towered over her. And, like, the, the where I stood in the media, I mean, I was right next to where they're, like, you know, they're jumping and everything. So I was super close, um, a super great spot. And, yeah, it's just amazing watching these young kids, with, once, once again, no fear whatsoever, um, kind of dial these tricks in and get it ready for the final. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, I saw some of it, and I was seeing some of the videos posted. It's an extreme sport, right? Yeah. It doesn't seem as extreme as some of the other ones. Okay. Careful now. Well, I, I mean, I'm not saying you can't get hurt. Stuff, but <laughs> oh, because you can definitely get hurt. Like, yeah. But we see, uh, what's his name, White? Sean White. Sean White, sure. right? And mm -hmm. we see what he did. Like, we think extreme sports, we kind of think of him. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yeah. we think of... You think of Vert, and you think of the half We think pipe of him going everything. like 40 feet in the air. Yes, right? yes, yes. And then the street league stuff is obviously doing tricks. It's very technical. It's yes. things that... Um, it's not as high flying, I guess. So it correct. It doesn't look as dangerous, if you will. True. Yeah. Um. It, you know, it, it's not as dangerous as say going on a mega ramp and going 50 feet up in the air. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a difference. But in terms of you know utilizing the rail um, and just the flip tricks and everything off of us like a like a stair set, there's definitely opportunities there to get hurt as well. Um, it's just. See, I, I have a respect for street skating, maybe even more than vert skating, because vert skating, I mean, it was big with Tony Hawk, right? Like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that that was, I mean, if you think of extreme sports, you think of the X Games, you're kind of defined by that moment of Tony Hawk doing the 900, and maybe, you know, in terms of uh, dirt biking and Mike Metzger doing the first ever backflip, uh, that was a really big moment in uh, action sports as well. But with street skating, you know, it, it's always been there. Now it's finally getting its just due because of Instagram and because of social media. So, you know, every single time you go on there, you can see, like, the, the next trick, the next evolution. But I have a lot of respect for it because that's where skateboarding really started, was in the streets, you know. And um, it takes a special person to, to, you know, maybe avoid getting arrested or avoid getting in trouble by security, you know, go, going on the stairwell and using your imagination and saying, hey, how can I make the best possible run? And that's the cool thing about, like, what we saw with uh, Street League skateboarding. It's the fact that everybody has the exact same venue set up. But if you watch that competition, you know, 10 different skateboarders had 10 completely different lines, um, and it was kind of a way to express their style and what they bring to the table. All right, a little snowboarding, skiing, skateboarding like to start the show nice. on a Tuesday from Top Golf.
Uh, by the way, are we talking uh, golf now or not? No, not okay, yet. good. Uh, Tuesday from Top Golf, uh, we we do this every week uh, here during football season. Josh Kobe joins us at five. I do want to mention uh, obviously all the holiday events they have coming up at Top Golf, and they also have the Toys for Tots program going until December 11th. So the baskets are and bins are already set up. Uh, the Marine Corps will come and pick them up uh, as they do annually, and so you have until December 11th out here to get uh, some toys in the bins here at Top Golf. So yeah. uh, always a fantastic event, and uh, Top Golf leading the charge here uh, over the next couple of weeks during this holiday season. Uh, man, the Rams were gross last night. Like, yeah. like I, I was kind of uh, sarcastically tweeting last night. You might oh, have seen did, that. No, I didn't. Did you get in trouble again? No, no, no. I, okay. Uh, I thought it was pretty clever, actually. Okay. Casey, were you okay with it? Uh, Casey, did, did you like it? Did you retweet it? I didn't retweet it. I was fine Ooh. with it, but I wasn't watching the Shot. game. So I... Shots fired. I, what I was doing? I was watching Dancing with the Stars. Who's... Who are... Brent, I mean, no it, judgment. Is, uh, Brian, yeah, is Brian Middleton around? Like, can we fire you right now? Oh, wow. Casey, who's in the finals right now for Dancing with the Stars? You can fire me right now, but, I mean, that'd be a poor decision since we're 14 minutes into a three-hour show. But That's yeah. why I asked if Brian was around. He's not. <laughs> okay. Uh, you got a couple more hours. Yeah, in the finals, a bunch of people I'm not really sure of, but uh, JoJo Siwa is there. Amon Shumper, by there. the way, is there as well, if you remember. Which is really that good? Which is super surprising because in terms of popularity, I feel like he doesn't really bring that to the table. Yeah, I don't get I don't know who's voting for him. Like, most of the people you can, like, kind of figure out, like, they have, like, a following. Amon Shumper, I don't get it, but he's there. Well, he's six foot nine dancing. I mean, that looks Yeah, like but, Brent, the, the best person doesn't always win. It's, it's a popularity contest. Yeah, exactly. Think, yeah. But he is pretty good, right? That's what people say. I, I haven't watched a lot of him. Not too bad. Not too bad. I can't believe you're watching that. Who would you say the... I really didn't miss much. Who'd you, yeah, that's not a bad point. Who would you say the favorite is right now? Is it JoJo Siwa? Oh, yeah. Well, oh, she, yeah. see, yeah. she's like a professional dance. Like, it's home. weird because she's yeah. like a dancer, but yeah. So, yeah, she's probably going to win. The, the, is this the Disney one? This is the Disney girl. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Nickel she, I mean, Casey... Yeah, sorry. It was the Casey showed me uh, one of her uh, routines, and it was fantastic. You know it was the greatest um, Dancing with the Stars? Hit me with it. I'm not going to remember her name, but you guys are going to help me. Okay. She also did country music, Casey, for a little bit. Mm. Um, a Dancing little bit. with the Stars, alumni. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'll get it later. Sorry. Well, and, you know, you more, guys, one you of my former – well, I don't, I don't watch the show, but, like, I, I appreciate it. You know, one of uh, former Jacksonville Jaguars a winner on that. For sh- uh, was the yeah, Rashad Jennings won that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so here's what I tweeted. Stafford, the last two games, has been bad. Probably yes. a bust. Bench him for oh, Walford. Geez. At least he has excuse of not having much around him. Ooh. Then I said, this is crazy. Stafford misfire over the middle. Drop pass right after. Play above the X's and O's, Matthew. Okay. Then I said, sure looks tough to get first downs and run an offense when guys are dropping passes. Hit uh-huh. me this time. Uh-huh. And then I stopped because I could have kept going because then Van Jefferson dropped one in the end zone. He, he did. I mean, they really, seriously, uh, all kidding aside. Yes. What we watched on Sunday with the Jacksonville Jaguars offensively. Yeah. The L.A. Rams looked like that with Matthew Stafford, there was, Odell Beckham there Jr., was some of that, yeah. Van Jefferson, Higby, like yeah. the whole crew. I mean, they seriously looked like the Jags looked the day before. Well, and first, so, yeah. Yes, I was being a little sarcastic. Yeah, I know the Rams are better. But they have played awful football the last two weeks, which also should be highlighted that sometimes teams play bad football. Like, they is do. Trevor Lawrence playing bad football or the Jags playing bad football? Yes, they are on offense. Yes. Does this happen? Well, example A, I give you the L.A. Rams the last couple weeks. Yeah. Um, first of all, I don't think Otto Beckham Jr. should have been out there in the first place. It didn't look Because, like, like I don't think they're on the same page. Uh, I thought Van Jefferson sure, more, so could have filled the role. Team. 
Well, yeah, and, and that's on you. I mean, I, well, I don't want to talk about fantasy right now because I forgot to check my lineup. Uh, but that is what it is. But anyways, um, when we talk about the Los Angeles Rams, yes, extremely disappointing right now. If you're Odell Beckham Jr., maybe you're thinking, hey, maybe I should have went to the Green Bay Packers instead of the Rams. But honestly, I think Matthew Stafford's banged up. I don't think Matthew Stafford's healthy um, for the past two games. I forgot the game that he played in where he got, like, he took a big hit and he kind of wobbled off. I think since that hit, something's wrong with Matthew Stafford. Yeah. So th they have a bye week coming up now. Hopefully he can get healthy. But I, th I think since that big hit that he took that they kept on showing, he has been the same player. The odd thing about the uh, L.A. Rams is they brought this up. Actually, I think I was watching Van Pelt a little bit, and this is where it, um, when they had Greasy and them come back in, they said, hey, they're really thin. Yeah. Like, they are thin. Like, if they have somebody else go down, and obviously losing Robert Woods was a part of this, uh, That's he couldn't have caught the balls for the other players last night. Yeah. But they are thin. And that did remind me of the Jags. You know, they've spent a lot of money. They've brought a lot of people in. And so where's their depth? You know, uh, and, and the Jags haven't done that. I mean, the Rams have done that. And so, I mean, the Jags, when they lose DJ Chark, right, when they lose ETN, when they lose some of these guys, how do you replace them? Well, they haven't been able to really replace them uh, in full. And nobody usually can when you use those kind of guys. But even their depth isn't that great. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing this rotation of receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Their fourth, fifth, sixth receivers are just guys. You know, Tyron Johnson cut today. Uh, now we'll see John Brown most likely in there. Uh, and, of course, number two guy, LaVisca Chenault's really not playing well. Yeah. And Agnew's playing so far above what his pay grade should is right now over all season that now we're expecting him to make plays, and he's not sometimes. Uh, but... I mean, it was it was eerily close to what I watched on Sunday on offense. I mean, it was that bad. I, it, it was times when Stafford made good throws, and the guys just flat-out dropped it. There were times where Stafford made really bad throws, and yeah. they could not function as an offense. Uh, and look out, that San Francisco team is coming to Jacksonville, and they can be very good. I mean, San Francisco's been disappointing so far this year. No, without a doubt. Um, I think when we talk about the Rams, I think Stafford's going to get it together. I think the offense is going to be fine. Um, I trust Sean McVay to do that. But their defense is a whole other story. And, and their defense right now, um, and I've been pretty adamant about this, Like I, I am not a believer in their defense at all. And I get it. You had Von Miller, and you still have Aaron Donald, one of the best defensive tackles. I'm not the best defensive tackle in all of football. You probably have the best corner um, in all of football. But their defense is extremely porous right now, and, and Kyle Shanahan exposed that last night. And that seemed like a must-win for the 49ers in terms yeah. of you know winning games in their division, um, where they stand on their record and everything. But take no mistake, like, make no mistake about you know Jimmy Garoppolo and that offense. That, that offense played well last night. You see guys like Debo Samuel and George Kittle getting healthy again. If you're the Jacksonville Jaguars and that you know the, the, your defense is played a lot better brand of football i'm i'm gonna be a little nervous come sunday when san francisco comes to town because they're firing all cylinders right now and they're playing for the playoffs yeah well my problem with the san francisco playing against the jags is shanahan because mm -hmm. i think he can be very good and now he does to your point have all these weapons <clears throat> right mm -hmm. uh he he has Ayuk that he was yeah. mixing in there debo samuel's playing very well a uh, guy that w we wish lavisca was playing like that because yeah. that's who we've comped him to for years uh, then 
you know, you have the tight end now. You have Kittle back. It doesn't matter who the better. back is either. I mean, it, it really whether it, whether in the past it's been Matt Breida or, or whether it's Elijah Mitchell now, like it, yeah, it really does not matter. Tevin years. Coleman, um, it doesn't matter. It seems like they have production regardless of who is, you know, in the backfield getting the rock. Well, and that's probably the biggest indictment on the Rams. Uh, this is a bad thing, thing to say because nobody will say soft. Well, some people did say soft, but it's a finesse style of football that they play. Mm -hmm. Even on the defensive side, they run around a little bit. They try to make plays. Well, they got punched in the mouth by the Titans and by the Niners, mm -hmm. both who play a physical brand of football. I don't think the Jags mind that brand of football with San Francisco coming to town. I think the Jags can play physical football. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think they're... That, that's going to be a problem on Sunday. Yeah. But I think that might be an upcoming problem for the Rams trying to make a deep run. Now, they got plenty of time to figure it out and a yeah. lot of talent. So, listen, my my sarcasm on the Jags and the, and the Rams is not a comp to be like, okay, who are you going to pick the rest of the year yeah. on the offense? Yeah, you take the Rams. They'll figure it out probably. But also it's worth noting that the Jags could figure it out a little bit too. Yeah, yeah. And there might just be in a little bit of a mid-season slump on offense because we just saw it two weeks in a row from a very good yeah. and highly paid and highly touted Rams team mm -hmm. with a guy who's supposed to be an offensive guru as well, and we've seen it before, yeah. from McVay. And they can do nothing yeah. right now in offense. So uh, I thought it was a fascinating game to watch a day after what we just saw and what we were talking about with the young QB here in Jacksonville. And... Um, now we see. Uh, it'll be fun to watch it a little bit, trajectory going forward. Do the Jags figure it out? Do the Rams yeah. figure it out? My guess is the Rams will. Well, and you get the sense, too, from the Rams. I mean, this is win-now mode. Because oh, my you, gosh. They're you, the ones that tweeted all in. Oh, yeah, because you, you, you've literally <laughs> invested everything into this year. I mean, we'll see how even next year shakes out. But you have to win it this year. I think anything less than going to chase the Lombardi Trophy and playing in a Super Bowl is a huge, huge disappointment. So oh, oh, no doubt. You, you have to make noise this year. Absolutely, they've got to make noise. Well, listen, Von Miller and o Odo Beckham Jr. probably aren't a part of this next year. Yeah, I probably mean, that's, not. They brought him in to do that. Yeah. Uh, now, keep in mind, the Rams are still like 7-3. So yeah. Yeah. that's a little bit different. You know, they're, they're probably fine, but uh, we will see. More on the San Francisco matchup coming up. Uh, more on the Jaguars and James Robinson. Uh, we had him on the show last night, and he gave us a little bit of insight on something uh, that I don't think any of us were aware about. Uh, so we'll talk about that. We're live from Top Golf Tuesdays at Top Golf. Brent Martin, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz, at least for now. We'll be back on ESPN 690. Um, so it was really more. I was focused on the heel and uh, and my knee. When I hurt my heel, I kind of hyperextended my knee a little bit. So uh, going out there, I was I was doing a stretch death for my knee. And when I started running, it was more about the push-off and then the plant and trying to cut and everything. And so I felt pretty good um, during a warm-up. But in the first half, I was kind of starting to feel that pain come back a little bit. So I wouldn't say I was 100%, but um, I felt a little bit all right. Well, that's James Robinson last night on Jags Report Live out at Sneakers in Jack's Beach. We do that every Monday. James joins us just about every Monday, really every Monday through the, uh, I would say through Christmas. Let's just say that. So you can plan on it and come on out, meet James, see us, be a part of the show. Monday, 7 o'clock on Fox 30 if you can't make it. Uh, but come on out, win or lose. Uh, James Robinson's been very good and, and uh, shows up every week. So we appreciate that. He, he's been playing hurt at times, too. Um, <laughs> but a little bit of a revelation there that it was not just the heel but a little bit of a knee when we asked him because basically what I'd asked him is like uh, you know I TMZ'd him on Sunday morning yeah. on the workout like I was stalking him 
Yeah. And <laughs> so we asked them, like, what were you looking to see, right? Like, yeah. what, what are you trying to get accomplished to say, okay, I can give it a go? Yep. And it makes some sense. Like, you know, if you hit the heel and then hyperextended the knee a little bit. So there was obviously some discomfort. I, I don't want to make this too dramatic, yeah. but I hadn't really heard that much. It was all heel, heel, heel. Yep. There's obviously some discomfort in the knee as well. So um, it's a pain tolerance thing in the heel. Uh, it might be a little bit more than a pain tolerance thing in the knee. You want to be cautious with that. No, without a doubt. Um, anytime that you feel, you know, whether it's something loose or just something doesn't feel right in your knee, whether it's serious or not, that's going to affect the way you play. And if you start to hamper that, if you start to labor that knee, well, that's when serious injuries can happen. So that makes a little more sense then because, you know, I think Urban Meyer alludes to this as well. When you talk about the heel, like, you can't make it much worse, right? It's just, it's there, it's uncomfortable, especially being a running back, it's all about cutting, like, it's not going to feel good. But if you go out there, you can't do any more damage to it more than likely. The knee, though, is another story, right? One miscut, uh, one bad hit, and now that knee could be going through some serious damage. So that makes a lot more sense in terms of what that game script looked like from James Robinson. Yeah, and I think uh, he took, he said it right there, too. He was... A, a little uncomfortable in the first half like he did not feel well yeah. uh, or feel himself and uh, he's looking to feel himself you know I mean they're trying to get back to where he is and where he needs to be and then they kind of just said hey we got to go with it in the second yeah. half and I think he toughed it out I did ask him I was like did you get more of a groove and he said basically that he thought he could have broke some more tackles if he was fully healthy okay. than he did yeah uh, but he definitely felt a little bit better but he was toughing it out I, yeah. I think he was trying to be a little bit humble I mean, he is toughing it out. And, and the, listen, the bottom line here with James Robinson is something we all know and we all continue to say, but I think it's important to continue to say it because he's the most valuable person on that offense. You can argue he's the most valuable football player on their team right now. Yeah. Um, but he, he said that, uh, you know, he doesn't, want, he doesn't put pressure on himself to know that he's a part of that. But we know he's a part of it. Look at what he's done. I mean, if you're his agent right now, you circle these three games, and you say, hey, look what you guys have done with James and without James. Sure. Right? Yeah, of, and, of and course. this is a guy that probably is due some pretty good money um, uh, at the end of the year. He's probably going to sign a bigger deal yep. and, and really cash in. And you look at the pro football focus numbers that came out today. Him and Jonathan Taylor are the best two backs in the league by their numbers. Now, again, some people live and die by pro football focus. I don't think you can do that. But the same thing, they get more and more credibility as we go along. Correct. And people rely on the numbers. And if you grade pretty well, it's probably because you're pretty good. Correct. And, and, yeah. and he's pretty good. So is he better than Jonathan Taylor? I don't know. But he's graded very well when he's been in there. Uh, and so it just shows you the importance of this guy. And I, you can make the case earlier in the season, we did it a ton of times. Give him the ball. Give him the ball. Give him the ball more. They didn't. They started to. Mm -hmm. And then he gets a little dinged up. And now it looks like hopefully he can be ready to go Sunday and, and onward um, and feel better about it. But you know what else happens in an NFL season? If you don't feel great all the time anyway... Yeah. And you might have to just play through some things. And, and Urban Meyer did say that the other day. He was playing through it, and some guys wouldn't even give it a go. No, of course. I mean, this is the NFL, right? If you're feeling 100%, then you're not doing something right. So you, th th there's always going to be those th those bumps. There's always going to be those bruises. But it's about listening to your body, you know. And if you're truly worried about a knee injury, then, yeah, then you take that seriously. You listen to your body. If you can't go, then so be it. There's no harm in that. I'm glad to see James Robinson did play. I'm glad to see that he did go because this offense desperately needs, you know, they desperately need James Robinson. He is, 
he is the motor, he is the cog right now that makes this offense run. And if you take James Robinson out of it, the whole thing, in my opinion, breaks down. Yeah, well, it has. Uh, and now, listen, I said this yesterday on the show. They have got to figure out a way that if you take James Robinson out, of, they can still function. All right? It's been yeah. three games, and, and you have to do that. You, you have to be able to do that. Like, if you want to go back to last night's game, if the Rams are going to figure out their offense, well, they got to figure out how to survive without Robert Woods. All right? Yeah. Because they're not going to have him. And so, uh, now, Jags are fortunate that they likely will have James Robinson. But you can't be so reliant on one player that you can't function without that one player. That's not the quarterback. I mean, if it's the quarterback coming out and you've got an elite quarterback, well, then you get it. Yeah. But, listen, running backs go down. Running backs get banged up. Running backs aren't in on every play. You've got to be able to function. And, you know, so if James Robinson isn't in, then, yes, I agree with you. You have to manufacture some way to get other playmakers the ball and make it happen. You saw it with Agnew a little bit. You, you saw a master class of it last night with Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers because you can tell they did not want to drop back, have a five-step drop, and have Jimmy Garoppolo get sacked. But that was the last thing the 49ers wanted. They wanted to do short, a short pass game and run the football. They were worried about Aaron Donald and Von Miller uh, and Leonard Floyd. That was evident. So you saw jet sweeps with Debo Samuel. You know, you, you saw off-tackle runs with Elijah Mitchell. But they, they did a good balance of running to the outside, running to the inside. Jacksonville is capable of this. We've seen LaVisca Chenault do this. We've seen Agnew now do this. You still have Carlos Hyde, who's suitable in terms of a running back. So you have other playmakers besides James Robinson. Now, in totality, are they James Robinson? No. But they can add a different wrinkle and keep defenses on their toes. Yeah, so uh, we'll see. Uh, what happens uh, with James going forward, but they need him. Uh, they need him. And, and by the way, James looked good. I mean, he's 57, car uh, 57 yards on like uh, 12 carries yeah. for the game. Yeah. And again, he got cooking a little bit. He scores the touchdown. He had a couple big runs. He had one negated by penalty, although I don't think he would have had that kind of run without the penalty, if I'm being honest. Uh, so I, I think overall, you know, I mean, he's still getting it done. He was like 4.8 yards a carry playing hurt. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's how valuable. Listen, guys like Jonathan Taylor going for 5.9 yards a carry, like, halfway through the year, that is a ridiculous number. Yeah. I mean, James being able to go five, five and a half yards a carry, those are ridiculous numbers based on the amount of carries. You know, Derrick Henry does it a little bit different. Derrick Henry, he's going to have some one-yard runs and one-yard runs and z because people are just so focused on of him. Course. And he's also getting it 32 times a game, yeah. you know. So these guys are a little bit different, and he, he comes at it from a different angle. But five and a half yards a carry for those other guys, I mean, James and Jonathan Taylor, I mean, that is ridiculous. Nick Chubb, too, you can throw him in there. Yep. I mean, it is impressive. And you can tell, listen, when you lose that, no doubt your offense is going to struggle a little bit. And Cleveland's feeling it right now, too. <laughs> Cleveland's feeling it. Minnesota has felt it when they lost Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I mean, it's just, um, it's a, when, when you lose the biggest part of your offense, it's going to have some sort of effect. As simple as that. Yeah. Um, hey, let's do rookie report card right now. This rookie is a pretty easy one, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Only two guys played, right? Yeah. Did I do that right? You, you did it right. Yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, two guys played. Trevor, of course, and Mac Jones. Uh, Trey Lance continues to not get in. They're not even really using him yeah. at all right now. Yep. Uh, and Zach Wilson is on the mend. Yes. Um, and Justin Fields had a bye. Yes. So Fields we had already graded after that nice performance on Monday night, especially in the second half. Yep. And uh, Trevor Lawrence, I went after, uh, not too many times I've done this, but I went after uh, you, D plus. Okay. I mean, Generous, listen, but, yeah. yeah, you probably think it's generous. generous. I, I don't feel, I did not come out that game. Uh, listen, I feel like the, the uh, 
combination of the last three weeks has not been good yes. for the offense and Trevor. Yes. I did not feel like just that game Trevor was ba that, as bad as everybody came out of it saying. Like, okay. I really didn't. I, I thought there was so much. I thought it was a lot of other people that I could blame other than Trevor. Yeah. And I think he still missed throws, and then he cost him at the end. So, I mean, you got to really ding him for that. And he, But I, I'm telling you, man, you go back and watch that film. You watch the tape, and yeah. I bet you'll find six, seven plays that he makes and saves them on, if not more. I mean, that's pretty good play at times then from the young quarterback. So I, I think he's getting a little too much blame right now. There will be days where he gets too much credit, of course. That's the old cliche. Sure. Uh, but I got him really dinging him for the, the, the chance at the end of the game especially, uh, and he fumbled it away. So I gave him a D-plus in Seattle. You had a 45% completion percentage, and I, I get some of it was dropped, but still 45% completion percentage, zero touchdowns, turnover to lose the game. You, you, you're getting it a D. Straight up D. Straight up D. Straight yeah, up I don't D. think people are going to argue with it too much. Oh, I wouldn't. How about the I middle wouldn't. of the class? I mean, look, the class is absent. I know. I mean, look at all that class absent on our report card. Yep. I mean, heck, go to school, kids. Not available. Let's go. Yep. They'll take the bye week. Yep. They'll go on vacation. Now, what'd you give Mac Jones? I gave him an A. Yeah, I gave Mac Jones an A too. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think Mac Jones can do anything more than what they're asking him to do. Sure. I, I mean, I don't know what else the kid can do right now. He's playing excellent football. Yeah. And by the way, like I, I also was thinking of this. We look at this like, oh man, Mac Jones playing better than Trevor Lawrence. Good for Mac Jones. I mean, I'm rooting for Mac Jones. Yeah. From the heck, I hate the Patriots these days, but uh, I. I do root for Mac Jones to do well. Of course you want him to do well. He's a local kid. It's a great story. I mean, it's a, it's an awesome story, quite yes. frankly. In today's world of ask, you know, you got two different stories. you got Trevor, who was going to be the number one pick, it felt like, since he was in eighth grade. Yes. And you have Mac Jones, who everybody's like, what the hell are you going to Alabama for? <laughs> and, and now he's he's played the best quarterback of maybe anybody on the planet for the last two years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know? So, r right now, we talked about this yesterday a little bit. Casey had Mac Jones winning Rookie of the Year. Not a bad bet right now. Even J money, I think. J Jamar Chase. Well, so according, this is just according to one website, um, sportsbettingdime.com. They have Jamar Chase uh, as a favorite at plus 100. Mac Jones a close second, though, plus 130. And okay. third place is Najee Harris at plus uh, 1,200. So, I mean, it's really a two-horse race right now between Jamar Chase and Mac Jones. And I think if the Patriots do make the playoffs, you can't deny that Mac Jones is getting Offensive Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, Jamar Chase now still might have something to say with, about that. I mean, Chase has been fantastic. He's been breaking yeah, records. For sure. Uh, but the quarterback position is so big. And, yeah. and listen, I really think you got to give the Patriots a lot of credit. I think, I told you this yesterday, I think Bill Belichick in the Bill Brady thing, right, yep. the Belichick-Brady thing, I think Bill is winning this year. I think he's, he's making a heck of a comeback. Mm -hmm. And I think Josh McDaniels is really good. And this might be leading the way to, for a coaching job, yeah. uh, which in the end might hurt Mac Jones, right? Because if he leaves, yep. you really don't – I don't know if you want that. You want a con continuity. But Mac's been so good doing exactly what they want. I think the only other thing Mac could do right now is if they just need him to go lead two-minute drives and come back and win. Yeah. And, and that's about – they haven't really needed a lot of that. I think he had – Against Miami, they were in position to go kick the game-winning field goal. They fumbled it away early on. Mm. Houston, I think he did lead them down for a field goal, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know if that was in, like, the last two minutes. But, you know, he's just really been everything they've asked. He has been outstanding at it. It's been impressive. And, and now, like, what I used to say in the first month of the year, Austin, is that, yeah, it's a lot of the short passing game, right? High percentage stuff. Yeah. Well, now I think they're, like, second in the league 
in explosive place. Yeah. And they got Kendrick nobody Bourne. out there. I, I know. Yeah. I mean, a lot of those receivers that you see, they're they're not going to make even maybe a third string spot on, on some teams. Yeah. You know, but it's just they're a very well coached team. You know, that's always kind of been their M.O. in terms of offense. McDaniels gets the best out of those guys. But give credit to Mac Jones because he's playing a great brand of football. Yeah, and I'll say this, too. You mentioned it, right? The the tight end's positions help the offense run. Sure. Right? And Hunter, Hen Hunter Henry's playing really good football well, yeah, right I mean, now. Yeah, Smith didn't even play last year. Yeah, game, he didn't but, play. Yeah. Uh, but I think that tight end play is really opening things up. But you mentioned it personnel wise we're talking about one team being able to scheme stuff up very well yep. and that's what i asked the jags okay can you scheme guys open because who's kendrick Bourne really like going one-on-one -on -one with and beating all the time they're probably scheming I, stuff up. i have no idea where kendrick Bourne even came from i'll be <laughs> honest with you i can't i can't remember <laughs> so scheme it up better yeah like that's where i think the offensive coaching staff can do better sure because i think you're seeing other people do it now Chicago the last couple weeks yeah. after an awful start. Yeah. And uh, I think Mac Jones and uh, Josh McDaniels are, are doing a lot of that right now. All right, we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Tuesdays from Top Golf. Roll on. Hey, welcome back. Tuesdays at Top Golf. Just got the information for the cruise I want. Yeah. So you can't go over to the holidays, Christmas and New Year's. Yep. That's coming up. You can't go March and April. I would assume that's high time of spring breakers. Mm -hmm. You can't go June 10th through like August 28th, so yeah. the summer. Yeah. So that leaves January, February, mm -hmm. May, September, October, because I have until like this time next year to use it. Okay. Well, I can't do September, October. It's football season. I can't take seven-day cruise. Yeah, yeah. It's a seven-day cruise, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's not feasible. So now I've got January, February, May. Okay. Well, the kids play ball starting February, like, 20th. It's also a ratings period in February and May okay, so in that's, TV, that's big time. which means we're really not allowed to take time off. Okay. I wonder if I could get a pass on this. Yeah, yeah. You know, I wonder if I could... I feel like it doesn't work like that, it but probably not. Try. You can try. So really, that leaves January. January it is. So I'm January thinking Alaska. Alaska in January for yeah. the cruise. There you go. You can go to the the Caribbean. Steph would not go to Alaska in January, probably. Yeah. But that would be kind of cool uh, and cold. Uh, but yeah. you can go to uh, the Caribbean. Uh, I think uh, Mexico. Um, I don't know exactly where. And Alaska, amongst others. Yeah. But it's in, like, the United States. Like, you can't go, like, to Europe, basically. How, where do you depart for Alaska? I like, have no idea. I, I haven't like checked you have in to any fly. Of I mean, you're not. Uh, well, yeah, you're going to have to go fly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, maybe stick with the Caribbean, then it's a little closer. Because, uh, like. Yeah, probably. Logistically, the Alaska one might take a day to even get out there. Well, yeah, probably more looking at, like, ten days. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yep. So I'll be off in January, basically. Cool. Good, good to know. Uh, Casey, got yeah, that? Don't schedule any fights. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, as far as NFL playoffs are concerned, yeah, it'll, the playoffs it'll, be, Jags aren't it'll it. be Casey and I then. I like it. That's fine. Hey, by the way, can I do the show from the cruise? You got good internet now, right, Casey? Uh, sure. It's your world. We're just living in it at this point. Yeah, it, damn yeah. straight it is. Yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, <laughs> I mean, listen, I do the show from the back of my pickup truck like half the time. You do? Why couldn't I do it from a cruise ship? You do? Um... 
I, I don't know like how what the rules of international waters are and stuff in terms of streaming. <laughs> yeah. I, I have no good idea point. how that operates. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, I just need a little Wi-Fi to get me back, a okay. little internet, Ethernet connection on the ship. Up. All right. <laughs> uh, Brent Martin, awesome lane, Tuesdays at Top Golf. Hey, uh, your fight. This is it for you, by the way. Speaking of taking weeks off. This is it. I mean, to go on a cruise and stuff. Uh, I know. I mean, what are you doing? You're going on vacation in I know. Houston before the taking, fight? Taking five, five days off? Well, it's, uh, is it five, four days? Four. Five, four days off, yeah. Who, four, who, you're going to come back to work for one. Who does that on the show? Who on the Thanksgiving break. I mean, this I didn't is very well timed. I didn't ask for Thanksgiving break. I'll be here. I can come in and talk whatever. <laughs> but, but uh, uh, yeah, it's so, the last day. Yeah, so what, what do you guys, seriously, what's the schedule like then? You're tapering down right now. Tapering down right now. I see you eating like Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and stuff. I was eating Reese's Peanut Butter Cups and <laughs> Sour Patch Kids, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and, and now what? Like, what's tomorrow and Thursday? When do you go out? So, leaving Thursday morning, tomorrow's like my blood work, yep. all that good stuff. Got to take care of that. My COVID testing, um, got to take care of that. Any interviews, so it's like the media day as well. Oh. So, because, you, you know, it's... Can you come on the show? Can I, we book I, you? I, I mean, maybe <laughs> y you probably should reach out a little before. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, the, kind of a busy man. <laughs> hey Casey, he'll be on like the other station. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> tomorrow he'll do it like Scoby does. Check me out. At <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check me out on uh, the other one. No, uh, I won't be doing that one. That'd um, be awesome. But yeah, so, so right now it's more of just you know it, it's all mental because uh, the hard part's been all you know it's been done. Um, I still have to do my ice bath, which I, I always do before a fight. So third, or uh, probably, I'm sorry, Wednesday night, I'll, I'll be doing my ice bath where I put, uh, I'll go to a gas station, buy five bags of ice, throw it in the bathtub, and then sit there for 20 minutes. Um, and then the pitch dark. And it, it's for a recovery thing, but it's also just, it, it's a mental thing. Because mentally, that's going to be the hardest thing that I do for the next <laughs> probably month is sitting in that tub. So I like to do that, kind of clear, clear my mind a little bit, put me in, in the right uh, mind frame, and then Thursday we're out of here. Uh, it's a big fight coming up on yeah. Sunday, uh, probably about 8 o'clock. I think the card starts around 4.30. Yeah. UFC fight But pass. that's central time, too, keep in mind. 4.30 central time. Yeah. So really 5.30 here. Yeah. So evening of time yes. on Sunday after the Jags win. And then Austin goes yep. out and fights for the belt and gets yep. a W. UFC fight pass, a big fight, seriously, uh, for Austin. So um, he'll be out the next few days. We'll talk a little bit more about the fight before we get out of here uh, today. Maybe uh, Josh Scobie will grill you. Oh, I look forward to that. About the fight. I look uh, forward to that. We'll be back. Four o'clock hour coming up. We go around the NFL. I got a question for We did this yesterday in the break, and we were having a hard time doing it. Oh, and yeah. then we never did it in the show, so <laughs> we're going to bring it today. Give me the top five teams in the NFL right now that you ride with. Yeah. And by the way, you know, last night might have changed things a little bit the yeah. way some people think. <laughs> so uh, top five teams in the NFL will go around the league a little bit when we come back. Tuesdays from Top Golf on ESPN 6 night.